the other day, I was having a conversation with two of you who are leaders here, and one of you said that she didn't really think of herself as a church person. She said that she didn't grow up going to church and didn't know a lot of people who went to church once she was an adult, and it was only when her daughter expressed an interest in what this thing called church was all about that they started making their way to a church. And so she says, even though she's a leader here, sometimes she finds herself wondering, how did I end up here? And I acknowledge that sometimes I think the same thing. (laughs) And then the other person said, I definitely am a church person. I grew up Presbyterian, but I've been a UU for decades now. I can't imagine my life without the church. And that resonated with me just as much because I grew up in the church. It was what we did every Sunday, and I'm grateful for how that experience shaped and formed me. I love the church, and it's a good thing, I guess. (laughs) I love our potential to be a place of healing and transformation for individuals and for our world. I love being here. I hope that's obvious. And I am so grateful that you want to be here too. I don't take that for granted. I'm so happy for you eight lovely souls who just joined our congregation this morning. We are so glad you're here. There is a hunger in our society for connection, for meaning, for some kind of spirituality. And I don't know a better place than a faith community like this one to find something that will satisfy and address that hunger. I sense that there are so many people out there right now feeling lost or worried or disconnected or afraid who really need a place where they can feel care and companionship of other people where they can sense the presence of God or spirit or whatever you want to call it. As St. Augustine wrote so long ago, you have made us for yourself, God, and our hearts are restless until they can find rest in you. But finding a spiritual home isn't so simple these days. Lots of folks have given up on the church because they see it as inflexible, authoritarian, patriarchal, one-size-fits-all. You know what I'm talking about. In some settings, the church is still a place where the answers are carved in stone, and there's little room for questioning or exploration. 
I continue to be surprised and also sad that so many people equate faith with certainty. As if to be a person of faith is to have all the answers. Our free faith and our long name comes from two Protestant denominations, the Unitarians and the Universalists, who joined together in 1961. The Unitarians go all the way back to the Protestant Reformation, which happened 500 years ago in Europe, and there are about 120 Unitarian congregations in Romania today. They articulate their faith this way. They say, God is one and indivisible. The man, Jesus, is an example. The Holy Spirit is the power for good within. Universalism began in this country, an American denomination that started in the mid-1800s in response to the Calvinist doctrine of human depravity and the belief that only a few people were going to ever get into heaven. Universalists say that the nature of God is love and that in the end, all people, all people will be restored to a right relationship with God. A shorthand version of these two theological expressions is this, one God, nobody left behind. Something both traditions have always had in common was a deep aversion to excluding people because of differences of belief. So neither the Unitarians or the Universalists ever had a creed, a written statement of belief, because they didn't want that to ever be used to keep anybody out. And in this way, our forebears were way ahead of their time. Rather than a top-down religious authority and doctrine, they put their trust more at the grassroots, in the human heart and mind, in the power of the people, in the saving love of the divine spirit. Early on in my time as a UU, it was on the day when our first child was baptized, a teenager in that congregation gave a testimonial, and he said words that I will never forget. He said, this church doesn't damn me to hell for believing what I can't help but believe. Last week, Sophia preached a beautiful sermon here that started with this story of her having a surgical procedure and the anesthesiologist, just as he was about to put her under, asked about UUism. And then he answered his own question and said, oh, that's the religion where you can believe anything you want. And because the anesthesia was already moving into her, she thought to herself, no, no, that's not it. But she wasn't able to get it out because he had the power in that moment. <laughs> but you got the last word. 
There is a significant difference between you can believe anything you want and what I can't help but believe. The former seems shallow and trivial, like deciding what flavor of ice cream you want. The latter comes from searching your heart and your mind, engaging in deep reflection both alone and with others in places like the Chalice Circle groups that we're starting here this coming week. And then coming through this search and struggle to understand this is what is deep and true for me. This is what I can't help but believe, what I can give my heart to without reservation. This church is here to hold open a space where you can do this deep and life-giving work where you can find the way that is your own and where you will have companions on the journey. And where you get to hear this great accompaniment every winter Sunday. On that same morning when our son Will was baptized, we read some words to him words that I'd heard in that church spoken some months before, words that expressed our hope for the kind of parents we wanted to be. I've shared these words from Theodore Rozak here before because they sum up the kind of spiritual friendship and support a church ought to be offering. You and I, we meet as strangers each carrying a mystery within us. I may never know who you are. I may never know you completely. But I trust that you are a person in your own right, possessed of a beauty and value that are the earth's richest treasures. So I make this promise to you. I will impose no identities upon you but will invite you to become yourself without shame or fear. I will hold open a space for you in the world and defend your right to fill it with an authentic vocation. For as long as your search takes, you have my loyalty. I hope that's what you hear when you walk through these doors. I hope that's what you know to be true. You could rightly ask, what kind of church is this? You have these traditional stained glass windows and this beautiful image of Jesus up front, but you don't say that Jesus is the only one. You have Buddhists here and pagans and atheists and agnostics and even some Jews and Christians. What kind of church is this? The universalists who built our building were free-thinking Christians. They saw Jesus as a prophet and an example of God's love embodied in a human person. 
They place those windows over there, the ones in the middle on the bottom, that tell the story of the prodigal son to remind us that God is like a loving parent who only wants us to come to our senses and come back home. Over the decades, we have become more theologically diverse. We don't all follow the same path, and we think that's good. Our holy books range from the Bible to other sacred texts to contemporary poetry. We put our faith in direct experience, our own glimpses of the mystery around us, and in the words and deeds of prophetic people who, down through the ages, have showed us how we ought to live. In some ways, we're quite diverse. In other ways, not so much. Not yet, anyway. What is beautiful about this church is that we see each other in our particularity and in our complexity, and we companion one another. And this requires us to stretch and grow and be open, which at times is challenging and hard, and it's good for us. What kind of church is this? It is a congregation, not a building. As grateful as we are for this sturdy and beautiful place and for all that has happened here through the years, please remember the church is not the building. The church is you. You are the church. You good-hearted, generous, down-to-earth people trying to grow and heal and make ours a better world. We are here to be a cathedral of love, a place of healing and liberation in the heart of this city. And we are on our way. Do you feel it? Isn't it good? My prayer is that we will more and more dive into the deep end and sing out loud and celebrate the holy joy of gathering as the body we call church so that we can do and be what we aren't able to do all on our own. So we can be what Lindy Thompson finds in her church every Sunday. I might be exhausted and the children might be cranky, but I am going to church on Sunday. Don't know who's preaching, doesn't matter. The sermon may be helpful or not, holds my attention or doesn't. It's the singing, I go to sing. And when the music starts, get saved. It's the singing, I go to sing. It's the willingness to stand if you are able, the common agreement on page number, the voluntary sharing of songbooks with people on your row, even the ones you rode there with. But most of all, it's the collective in-breath before the first sound is made. The collective drawing on the grace of God the collective, if inadvertent, admission that we are all human, 
all fragile, all in need of sustaining air freely dispensed, all in need of each other to get the right key and not sound discordant. It's the hidden life celebration, the act of making a joyful noise all together. When we are singing, I think I might actually be able to forgive you for being so terribly human. And you might be able to forgive me for being so terribly not there yet. And we might be able to find peace now, not postpone it for some heavenly thereafter, but live and breathe it today, drawing in the grace of God, voicing out our need and hope and gratitude and longing. When we are singing, I can feel the better world coming. And if I get to be part of it, you do too. So sing with me, and we will make our way down that blessed road together, collectively better than anyone ever thought possible. Somebody say amen. 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 Amen.